mind. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. No. Welcome into a Georgetown Beer Friday, pumpkin gas from the uh, Carter Volkswagen Studio. The Felty's here. Uh, the pros, pro Neil Scotty's mechanical penis is here as well on this gorgeous Friday as we get you ready for the weekend. And uh, it should be a fun weekend. We got the uh, Wade LeBlanc. We got the lefty. Is he calling us today? No, we're calling him. We're going to call him. How about if we introduce him? And how about if we just will not back off as Wade LeBlanc of the Stanley Cup champion? Yeah. Congratulations, Wade. Wade, geez. Oh, she's speech after the thing. Yeah. Oh, God, you got that one goal that, that yeah. kind of got you on the boy. He's uh, excuse like, me. I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm a pitcher I, oh, uh, for the Mariners. Oh, stop joking. That Wade, what a character yeah. he is. Uh, excuse me, I don't know. Uh, I don't understand hockey. Uh, what is this? <laughs> sport that you uh, speak of oh god yeah are the, are the capitals still parting i have seen so much great video oh, of god. ovechkin walking through the mgm grand yeah and like i don't even know what time in the morning that that video I was can't. shot he is just drinking champagne out of the stanley cup uh the stanley cup finals congratulations to the old Capitals. congratulate we talked about this a few weeks ago about the, what, what i love about sports more than anything and I was sitting watching the game with my wife, who is a hockey aficionado. She's a nut, right? And, She's uh, a Denver and, and I was, native. And, and she was impressing me all night with her hockey knowledge. Right. Of informing uh, me yeah. and educating me on the sport, because I don't know a lot about hockey. So I turned to my wife, who's a huge sports fan, and I asked her, can you please educate me on the sport? Because I don't know much about it. And she said, you know, I'll do that. I'll do it. Henry, would you like a cocktail, too? Yeah, you, of course. Let's your see. wife did that. My wife did that. My wife! She knows hockey. She knows hockey. That's yeah. cool. Can and I say I that? I don't know hockey, so you know what I do? I ask her questions about hockey because I can, don't know the sport. Can, can I quickly add to this real quick before you get to where you were going? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sitting there watching the game. I hope I'm laying it on thick for people. <laughs> so they real get it? Real thick over there that well, understand sarcasm. We want to get it. Um, I'm watching hockey last night. I'm out on the deck. I got a cold one. I got the dog. Everything. Life's good. It's a great oh, game. Is there nothing better than outside sun, the it's dog, the and a cocktail? Yeah, and and a hot and a game and a good. Ga- yeah. I wish it had been a game seven because, as you know, well, there's nothing like a game seven in hockey. But it was a great it final was, game of the was, season. Was Doc was on fire. And I'm watching this, and I all of a sudden, for some odd reason, the way this stupid business gets in your blood, <laughs> I start replaying a conversation I had with you. <laughs> And and with James Paxton, when was that Tuesday? Uh, yeah. And you asked him what's icing, <laughs> I need and to he kind of ham headed, uh, and then I proceed to step in as the hockey knowledge guy, yeah. and I explain that icing, and then I explain the offside rule. I don't explain icing. <laughs> you asked what's I, and I proceed to well, let me. You let did. Me, you did offside. Let me explain this to you, and I explained See? offside. I thought it was perfect, and I yeah. explained. Unless I'm like. No, but yeah, and I and I, I found out yeah. this week that that people can really icing kinda... is when you just dump the puck to the other right. end, and I knew that. Okay, but what what makes me laugh is because I found out people can react real quickly. Yeah. Firestorms can happen <laughs> on Twitter, and it's you like, mean people can overreact with not knowing the full story and making think... asses of themselves on, I, on the internet. Oh, I, I, I was know. it was a little hectic on my Twitter yeah, feed this sure. week, but I don't think anybody said, "Hey, gas, you idiot," which would have yeah. been a very fair. You don't you, understand the sport. You you didn't explain icing, you numbnut. Yeah. You explained. 
Offside. So, no. so I, th- this is my take. I'm sitting last night right. going, now I got to explain icing it. But, but Kaisa handled that last night. She for handles all of my hockey questions Good. because what I do is when I don't understand something about a sport, I am not, uh, I don't, uh, I don't have that big of an, I have no ego and I just ask my wife, well, what's this? What's going on? What are they doing right. in hockey? And she's, and she does a great job of explaining it to me. And then when I give her some of my ho- hockey, very limited hockey knowledge back to her, mm-hmm. she turns me like she did last night over a Pinot and goes, I'm very impressed that you're following along. <laughs> does she does she ever give you five minutes for interference? <laughs> hey, pal, five minutes for interference right there. I, I tried for interference last night. Hey, I bet you out. did, didn't yeah. Didn't get five minutes, didn't you get anything. Up, didn't get two minutes of interference. You ended up on the physically unable to perform <laughs> list is where you were. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, so that was fun. And, and, and we, we had, I think, chatted about it a couple weeks ago. And and he, her and I were having this conversation last night because she is a huge, of course, I, we've mentioned this before, she is she has um, she's tried to trick my kids into rooting for the Denver Broncos. Right. But I have finally flipped. Well, I flipped the nine-year-old yeah. years ago. Yeah. The four-year-old. He's flippable. He, yeah, but he loves his mom. Right now, that's Oh, fine. my God almighty. There's you, no one that can put him to bed. Yeah. There's no one that can get him anything. Milk or food. I want mom to do it. <laughs> Leave me alone. I hate you. I want mom. You'll be able to turn him, though, at some point. So the th- she has got her claws into the Broncos thing with him. Mm-hmm. I told you that the, the grandparents, because my wife grew up in Denver, the, the grandparents have you know sent out uh, a Manning jersey and a Demarius Thomas jersey. Nice. And he has them. Yeah. And that's not nice, guys. No, that's nice. None it's of it's nice. nice. The grandparents, grandparents like no, the kids. No, it's not. It's, 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 your job as a, me. it's your job as a Seattle dad to raise You're these right. kids right. So I have finally, it's taken me over almost a year and a half to finally get it out of him. And finally this week he says, you know what? I don't want the jerseys anymore. Get rid of them. I'm a Seahawks fan. The the, the vampire said yeah. this? He goes, I, I, don't, I don't want them anymore. Oh. So I got a gift now, but now I feel bad mm-hmm. because they were a gift from the grandparents. Mm-hmm. But I know Bucky, he's got a, he's, he has a, a newborn son. He likes the Broncos, and I want to give him those jerseys. Yeah, no, Because well, his son would appreciate it. Now you could, or you could take it to the next level. But I'm level. in a pickle right now because I don't mm-hmm. want to disrespect the grandparents because it was a gift. Right. Well, then don't take this suggestion if you don't want to disrespect. But the other thing okay. you could do is you could have somebody video you burning the jerseys and like wave oh, yeah, it that's right. we to do your all, grandparents. Yeah, that's actually a great. Let's burn them. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. Ta- Thanks, we're, Grandpa. We're, we're going to take it in the alley. And Tell I'm the vampire to be real. Hey, you know he's going to be the one with the gasoline. <laughs> It'll be really Screw funny. you, Grammy. <laughs> Oh God, that'd be fun! They'd get like the go, little the soccer heck? kid with the bird, yeah. you know, the World Cup kid. Yeah, oh, yeah. God, I love you get home, life. guys. Just pack your things. I think we all agree it's time for you to leave. I think it's time that uh, you just leave us. We, we don't want you anymore. But we were having the conversation last night, I, I, and uh, I said, "Yo, this is like." I go, "This is actually better than Elway." Like Elway had gone through, and I'm talking about Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. Elway had gone through. The misery of getting to yeah. the Super Bowl, yeah. being the most talented player in the NFL, the most talented quarterback, and never winning it. Right. And it was all his fault. You flip it to Ovechkin, it's a thousand times worse because not only is he regarded as the best player mm-hmm. to never, not even never win a Stanley Cup, never get there, yeah. never get to the conference finals. Yeah, and, and the flameouts were spectacular. It was, well, they it were was always like, good. It was like every year was yeah. Denver, Seattle in yeah. the NBA. Like just this, oh my God, how See, did you guys lose this? This idiot knows this stuff. And he's and, always compared to Crosby, who's got three of them, who then everyone loves Crosby. And, uh, you know, so good for, I just thought when he picked up the trophy. Okay, I we've documented and now a lot of it's tongue in cheek about mm-hmm. how I don't pay a, a 
I don't pay a ton of attention to hockey, but mm-hmm. I appreciate the big moments in that last night, and that was a big moment in sports. Yeah, it, it when was. he picked up the trophy. Yeah. And I wrote it yesterday. The un, the passion and the unbridled passion and joy in his face mm-hmm. and his swearing every other word when the You're camera right. would pick yeah. it up yeah. was unbelievable. No, it was, it was so fun to watch. It was great. And for that fan base, and I was yeah. not one of these. I did not fall into the idea that it would be bad if Vegas won. I thought it would be spectacular for a lot of reasons. That said, this is a fan base that has, you know, we talked about it. Their first year, they had the worst record in NHL history. They, you know, the, the, the coach had the great quote of, this is worse than finding out my wife's running around on me. You know, I mean, just, you know, they were getting their ass kicked every night. And, and then year after year after year, the fans came out and then they had all these flame outs. And then they start this year at home against Columbus and proceed to lose both below third. I think they blew third period leads in both games and lost Game one, game two, they're down 0-2 going to Columbus. I'm like, God, it's happening to the Caps again. Yeah. And they got up and got going. And that, that fan base, you know, they've, they've been loyal over the years. They've been very loyal and good for them that they get well, this Well, it goes back to the debate of, like, you know, in sports, and, and we've all brought this up a lot, is paying your dues. Right, right. Well, the capital fan base... And the, and that team and that player in in particular, Ovech. Who's the other guy? Who's the the guy that he handed um, Nicholas? Who did he hand the trophy to? The second guy, the guy that was drafted before him. They had been together forever. God, my, it'll come to me in a second. Someone will text it at four nine four five one. Who was the guy that he handed the trophy to immediately? And that was the guy I think his longest tenure teammate. But those guys to go through, Backstrom. Backstrom. There you go. Yeah. Those guys that go through that. I think that's when I know Softy's brought this up a bunch, and I agree to pay your dues as a fan, as a team, to you know, to all, through all the heartbreak, to then finally you push through. It's that much sweeter, and I know, and I know for Vegas that it stings now, but I even think for Vegas, it's there's something. It would have been too easy for them to win, and I know. Yeah, and listen, right. if we're in that position, and the, you know, when the when the what do you want to call them? The puck stuffers. The puck stuffers. Right, when the puck stuffers are here, no one's going to be mad if they win it. But there is something about finally pay your dues, you break through. The Mariners ever win the World Series? My my God, the city will burn. It'd be unbelievable. It'll be unbelievable. <laughs> It'll be so much fun. Um, and you you mentioned Backstrom there. There is some precedent and some symbolism in whoever gets because it's generally the star yeah. who picks gets it first, right? And one of the great moments in because nobody does this kind of stuff better than the NHL. I really believe this. I mean, it's always emotional right. control, but no, the NHL right. and. The Edmonton Oilers, when they're in the middle of their big run, then one year where they didn't win. And they didn't win because a guy named Steve Smith accidentally hit the puck into his own goal and cost him the game, cost him the cup. Mm. The next year they win, Gretzky gets the cup and skates right team. over to Steve Smith. So well, there's some there's always I did ask cuz I did ask I did ask my my hockey lo- I asked uh, um, uh, my NHL loving wife, what, what is the is there a like who gets it, and I, yeah. I think it's kind of obvious that the the, the first person that gets it after the star uh-huh. is kind of whatever the longest tenured or a story like that. Right. But then is there a precedence after that? The yeah. Longest tenured player on the team, or is it just random? I, I think they maybe sometimes random, but okay. I bet there's usually some thought has gone into it. Like, look, okay. if this happens, here's here's what we want to do. And there's this. It, it was it, it was, was very neat. cool. Scene. It, it was a real including cool scene. the gal that put him on the glass. <laughs> yeah, like right. that, did you? I mean, if you're going to celebrate, put him on the glass. Another wrong way. And, and, and she put him on the glass, boy. And, and <laughs> oh, jeez. I'll tell you what, the thing that here's why I couldn't be a hockey coach. A, I really don't know enough about it. Uh, B, 
when they handed the trophy to the coach, I was like, he's going to go over backwards. He's kind of a short guy. Yeah, yeah. I, that thing, I mean, it's big. It's a huge oh, thing. The, these guys holding it. I mean, the players holding it above their head is one thing. I'd be out there as an executive. Oh, hey, Gash, you want to hold the trophy? And no, I get good. it, and I would fall on my ass in about two seconds. Well, congratulations to the Capitals. Uh, we'll check in with Wade LeBlanc. We'll ask him how his night in Vegas was, how he yeah. celebrated an NHL <laughs> Stanley Cup. Nice. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Oh, I got to crank it up. You got to crank it up. Now, you don't know if he likes this or not. We don't know. He played at Alabama. and it was we don't there, know. So he might, I, a son of the South, I think, probably loves yeah, Sweet Elm, Alabama. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. All right, joining us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, the star-studded Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Stop freaking. Call Beacon. Ladies and gentlemen for Tampa, it is Wade LeBlanc, your starting pitcher for your Seattle Mariners. Hi, Wade. How are you? I'm doing well. Better now hearing that. How are you guys? Okay, so you do like this song because we didn't know if you would like this song or not. You're from Louisiana, but you played college ball at Alabama, but thumbs up. Yeah, that's correct. I, uh, you don't hear it much once you leave uh, once you leave Tuscaloosa, so it's nice to hear it every now and then. Hey, hey let me let me let me show you where the classic rock stations are in every city you visit because you'll hear it within ten minutes. <laughs> it's 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 almost as if it's the Southern national anthem. It's hard to find a Southerner who doesn't love that song, and whether you're from Alabama or not, it just it, it resonates, and the story behind it's pretty amazing too. So it's uh, well, we're glad you like it. It means a lot to us. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. <laughs> that's it, Wade. Go get them later today. Or- all right, uh, we'll see you later. But um, oh, perfect! That was easy. No, Wade. No, we need. We need uh, Wade. We need you for about uh, ten more minutes. We got to <laughs> fill this thing because people don't want to hear us. Um, how? Let me just. How much fun are you guys having as a baseball team right now? I, as a fan, a guy who's lived here his entire life, it is. It's a blast to watch you guys play right now. Uh, I can honestly tell you that this is this is probably the most fun that I've ever had. Uh, Certainly in the major leagues, I can't remember. I mean, high school baseball is fun, college baseball is fun, uh, but in the major leagues, where where it's it's more of a job than anywhere else, um, it's it's awesome to be able to go to the ballpark every day and and go to battle with the same guys every day. It's been it's been a blast. I'll say on behalf of the fans, I think I can speak for them. We're having a blast too. It's fun to see you guys and, and CDMs in these kind of games. Take us through your uh, what's the routine for you? You pitched two days ago. What was you, what, you know, just briefly? What was yesterday? What what do you do today? What do you do tomorrow before you round back up to to step back on the mound in a couple of days? Uh, so yesterday was kind of a uh, kind of a workout day, kind of. Uh, get like a, a a run in to kind of flush out, but we didn't get in until about five in the morning yesterday morning uh, here to Tampa. So uh, yesterday was more of a recovery day than than yeah. usual uh, days after starts. Um, today I'll ramp back up. I'll get, I have a bullpen session, um, uh, which I like to call no hitters because. <laughs> You know, it's tough to pump a hit in a bullpen. So you gotta toss a sparkler. Now, wait, after that bull, you know? after that bullpen, which it's a no hitter. Do you do you celebrate? Do you like like jump in the air and like start <laughs> hugging teammates after that? I, you know, I usually ask Paxton how uh, what's the. I usually ask him what the what the process should be, what the stuff feel like after a no hitter, because how? he's the only one I, I've played with that's been through one. 
Oh, how about that? That's crazy. You, you, yeah, you've played a number of teams. I'm, I'm surprised that that's the first one you've been a part of. How close have you come, Wade? Uh, I actually haven't come very close at all since, <laughs> uh, since high A. I was, I was with Lake Elsinore and I had a, I had a perfect game in the ninth oh, and, uh, I ended up losing it with, with one out. So, uh, since then, I've, I guess I've been getting easier and easier to hit or the, or hitters have been getting better. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> That's what it is. You're, you're not getting easier. Those hitters are, they're on something is what's going on. Oh, hey, yeah, wait up. Yeah. Guys uh, like you, and there's a lot of guys in baseball who are like this, always fascinates me. I'm, I'm interested. I mean, you know, it's the one thing, hey, you're getting to play a kid's game. You're compensated pretty fairly, but you have had to move all over the place, including a stint in Japan. Uh, you, uh, I would think, and you tell me, I would think there's been a couple of times where you could have just said, you know, I don't know, do I want to keep doing this? How, how have you stayed motivated over the years to stay after it with all the moves you've had to make to try and find you know, whatever would be called a permanent home? Well, I tell you what, it's uh, if you don't have if you don't have a why as to the reason you're doing something, shut it down. Especially, you know, baseball. As cliche as it is, it is a game of failure. I mean, on, on both sides of the ball, you're going to fail more often than you're than you're going to succeed. So, if there's not if there's not a why that you can go to whenever you hit what what feels like rock bottom at the time, it never ends up actually being rock bottom. But if uh, like you've kind of bottomed out, but whenever you get to those points, if you don't have a why that you can turn to uh, to to kind of push you a little further and, and get get out of that out of that valley, so to speak, uh, it, it could probably be pretty easy to kind of shut it down and take it home. Mm. So, so what is your why? Uh, I have, I have my family, I have my wife and my two boys. Um, the boys, I, you know, as, as humbly as I can, they kind of idolize me, um, which is, is, is truly a blessing. And I, I want to, I want to maintain that status in their eyes. Uh, at the same time, I want to continue to put, put food on the table, keep the lights on, all that good stuff. And then uh, I believe uh, with all my heart that God has put me in this position to be able to use it as a platform that, that not many people get to use it. And um, if I were to if I were to kind of, you know, give up when it got tough, um, that wouldn't be much I wouldn't be I wouldn't be using the using it the way that I feel it's it should be intended to use. Uh, Wade LeBlanc, uh, our guest right now on the uh, Beacon Plumbing Hotline. He's joining us for Tampa. The M's are uh, taking on the uh, Rays later today. They got the win yesterday, thirty nine and twenty three. How old are your boys, Wade? They're five and three. The three year old will be four in September. Oh yeah. Are you gonna? Uh, you know, I just wrapped up coaching an undefeated. Uh, Ballard boys and girls, four and five year old T-ball team. Are, do you ever look? Now it's going to be tough for you because it's in the spring and summer here. Now, um, now they don't keep score. They don't. There's no outs, Wade. So everyone was undefeated. There's, there, that's kind of the shtick there. Um, do you ever? Are their kids going to play? If you could coach, would you coach T-ball? I'm going to tell you it. Uh, it, uh, it it causes you to hit, go right to the bar right after practice. I'm not going to lie to you. You got to have a couple beers after it, Wade. <laughs> I, you know what? My five-year-old plays. He's played for this. He just finished up his second year oh. of uh, T-ball. My three-year-old uh, wanted to play, but was uh, unfortunately he was too young. Uh, I guess they had some rules and to where he, 
three-year-olds can't play with their older brothers, but uh, he'll be <laughs> he'll be suiting up next year. He'll be ready to go. Good. Did they? Was it here, or, or are they back someplace else? It was back home in Louisiana. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Cool. What's uh, what's that like? I'm I'm I've, I have not been out to the western part. I guess I was through there once in in, in the Lake Charles area, but I haven't spent any time there. People think New or- uh, think Louisiana. They always think New Orleans, rural Louisiana. It's kind of legendary again for some of the food, some of the traditions, some of the celebrations. Yeah. How much of that is in you as a person born and raised there? And 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 what's it like? How how cool is that culture? It's uh, it, it's definitely in your blood. It's it's hard to it's hard to get away from home when you're when you're from a place like that. And I know there's other places similar, but um, Louisiana is is special. Just the food, the culture, the you know you you can pretty much go anywhere and and you know it, it's I guess a microcosm would be like an LSU tailgate. Mm-hmm. You just walk into walk into anybody's anybody's camper or anybody's uh tailgate area and they'll invite you in they'll offer you whatever food they have whatever drinks they have and that's kind of how louisiana operates as a whole it's just a it's a it's an awesome it's an awesome area with a lot of hospitality how does a guy then from louisiana i mean because it's not like the lsu baseball program is you know some chopped liver here how do you how do you as a guy from louisiana get away and then go to alabama do you want to know the truth? Yeah. No, I want you to lie uh, to me, Wade. Come on. Don't say it's money because we don't. Don't say Alabama paid you money. We don't want to get them in trouble. No, it's not that sort of truth. It's uh, you know I could be politically correct, and, and uh, but the truth is that I told LSU that I would go there for nothing, and they told me I didn't throw hard enough. Wow. And look at you now. So you went over to Alabama and said, "How about if I throw hard over here, and we'll see how yeah. you like that." Yeah. How about if I don't throw hard enough over here? How about that? <laughs> do you ever? Do you I ever, still don't throw hard enough for a lot of teams, but yeah, you find one that likes you and you try to stick with them. Do right. you? Whoever the coach was, whoever told you that at LSU, is it? I always envision. <laughs> what was his name? Smoke Laval. What? First of all, that's a great one. Name. That's the greatest name I've ever heard for a baseball coach in Louisiana. <laughs> uh, do you? It, I envision you. Because you you knew his name immediately and were you know immediately uh, were able to recall it. Like, do you remember the? Do you remember Rocky Four? Uh huh. Remember, sure remember when he's training in Russia and he's got the picture of Drago on his mirror and he keeps looking at it every day. <laughs> do you look at the LSU coach every day, like in your locker, just to remind him? Hey, yeah, man, I guess I'm in the majors. Been here for a while, but I didn't throw hard enough for you. <laughs> no, no, I actually. There's probably one that I have I, I, I keep in my in my uh, ingrained in my brain a little more than his, which would be my uh, uh, seventh grade math teacher Richard Rogers. He <laughs> he had us all stand up one day. <laughs> he had us all stand up one day and tell us and tell the class what we wanted to do. And I stood up and I said, "I'm going to be a major league baseball player." And he laughed at me in front of the whole class. Wow. And he said, uh, "He said, do you know what the odds are uh, of that happening?" I said, "I do. Doesn't matter." And he just he he got a really big kick out of it, and I've never kind of never let that go. Richard Everybody's Rock- got a story like that. Everybody's got uh, everybody yeah. got somebody that that put a chip on their shoulder. Uh, so it's been good. Sure. Now my, my you know what you're right about that because in gas I don't know if you have a story. Now, th- now this isn't the same because we're we're but I remember my I remember when I was in seventh grade and I told my dad you know we were just we were just chatting. My dad was like, well, what do you want to do? And I said, yeah, I just want to talk sports. 
I'd like to be able to have a job. And at that moment, there's no, I don't, there's not even sports talk radio. There's nothing. Right, right. right. So I'm like, I just want to talk sports for a living. My dad looks at me and goes, with a, with a bourbon in hand, goes, <laughs> well, why don't you become a bartender? Because the only people that talk sports for a living are bartenders. And I mean, to this day, I mean, that quote is yeah. ingrained in my in my brain forever yeah. when I think about that. Yeah, I got, I got, a, I got a, a, a professor I had at Indiana. His name was Leroy Bannerman. Oh, His great. name was Leroy, but he says, no, it's Leroy. Of course. Leroy, <laughs> and, and Leroy told me my style was hackneyed and cliched. <laughs> I'm like 20 at the time. I'm like, Jesus, really? How about some positivity there, How about, so Leroy? I've, I've taken that and done the, the best. You tell him he doesn't even say his name right? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Well. Your name's Leroy, pal. You're from southern Indiana. Nobody's calling you <laughs> Leroy except you. Do, do you uh, Wade, going, um, you mentioned what the LSU coach said about not throwing hard enough, and then you joked about it. I just still don't throw hard enough now. We've talked about this on the show here in the last few weeks, or this since you've been back here with the Mariners. Do you think the style that you throw actually is to your advantage? Because you act, I'm not saying the guys who throw 98, 99 aren't pitchers and they don't have multiple weapons. Justin Verlander's got every arsenal in his toolbox. But what I'm saying, though, right. is these hitters aren't necessarily used to how like you throw, like back in the day, how Jamie Moore used to throw, because everyone is right. throwing 98, 99. Does that help you out, Do you, in your opinion? Um... I would say yes, but at the same time, I would say that the execution still needs to be there for for a guy like me because these these hitters up here are so are so good, are so talented, are so skilled at what they do that if you don't execute, even if it's something they're not looking for, they can still do some damage on it. And I mean, the evidence is, the evidence is two days ago in Houston. I just mm-hmm. the execution wasn't there like it had been, and 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 they may you know they made us. They made us hurt for it. They made me suffer for it, and uh, luckily I was able to get out of there with three runs and keep the team in the game, but, um, you know, it, it, I wasn't sharp, and, and they were still able to do some damage on me. So uh, I think it does help when the execution is there. When it's not, it can still get pretty ugly. I've I've become a huge fan of Mel Stottlemyre, your pitching coach, Wade. I mean, I'm just like I'm looking I at too, yeah. yeah. I, I want to ask you about him because I mean I'm looking at what he does every day. He's working with a guy in Felix who's having to go through a huge transformation. He's working with a guy like James who's emerging as a stud number one guy. He's working with you, a veteran guy who's 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 plugged away and stayed in the majors and 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 found a way to make it work. Uh, he's got young guys. Who, I, I, he's obviously good. What makes a good pitching coach? You've had a lot of them. What are the guys, the characteristics that stand out to you among a guy, uh, among the guys you've pitched for? Uh, there's there's a few things to be honest with you. Number one, you have to care about your guys. Uh, by guys, I mean not the numbers on the back of their jersey. I mean the, the guys themselves. And, and Mel does. He takes his time to get to know uh, his guys. Knows what makes them tick. Knows what they like. Uh, and then number two, to be able to not cookie cut your pitching staff, hmm. uh, but at the same time know what cues each guy works off of, and know how, and he knows how to relay those to each guy because the same verbiage that he's going to use for Felix won't resonate with me. Even if we're doing the same thing wrong, you can tell. You, you'll have to. T- to us in a different way, if that makes sense. Even, you know, and Mike Leake's the same way, Pax is the same way. Whatever, Whatever's off, whatever, you know, like mid-game when he comes out in the middle of the third or fourth, fifth inning, whatever it is, 
if we're doing the same thing, if we're not staying back over the rubber, there has to be some, some kind of way that he can relay that message to each of us differently. And he's able to do that really, really well. Mm. When, when, when the Yankees made the decision earlier this year to, to, to part ways with you and, and then you came back to Seattle, was, was, what was your reaction when, it was, when you were coming back to Seattle for the second time? Oh man, I had such a great, I had such a great time in Seattle in '16, and, mm-hmm. and I, you know, you're never ready for for something to end. But the rush, kind of get some roster flexibility in there. Uh, it was there was like it was honestly a grieving process, and I was only here for two months. It, it but the clubhouse is so good, the, the coaching staff is so good that you know, staff top to bottom is so good that it it feels. Like you're like you're a part of this thing. They make everybody feel like you're really a part of this thing. And even though I was here for two months, it, it, there was there was definitely a grieving process. Now it worked out. I ended up in in Pittsburgh and, and spent last year there too, and that was great. But um, being able to come back here and get into the same same clubhouse for the most part, and you know, there's there's still that same feeling of family, and uh, it's just been it's been a huge blessing for for my family and, and well, me. Well, it's, uh, we're, we're happy that you're back. 39 and 23, the M's, uh, this season. It's, it's unbelievable. It's great. 17 and 6, uh, since you guys lost your second baseman, Robinson Cano. Best record in Major League Baseball. Marco Gonzalez will get the start, uh, tonight as a uh, game two of that four game series, uh, with Tampa Bay. All right. Before we let you and we cut you loose to get you, you guys get ready for your game later today. We've got, we've got rapid fire questions for you. We, we like to end every interview. With some rapid questions, you have to answer these as fast as possible before the 60 seconds is out, okay? Uh, give them to me. These are the five best questions you're ever going to be asked in your entire life, Wade. All right, Wade, so everyone knows you are a, you are a Louisiana a kid who went and played college ball at Alabama. You have to tell the truth. Saturday okay. night, Baton Rouge, LSU, Alabama, Wade LeBlanc has what jersey on? Alabama. All right. All right. That's good. What teammate currently of yours is least likely to have shower sandals on <laughs> in the shower? Oh, man. Oh. Um, Maybe they all do, but who, really? would be the, who would be the one to, to skip out on the shower sandals, which is a major football? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm going to say me just to protect everybody. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, boy, is Wait. that a weak answer? Paramount, because we all know it's Seeger. We all know it's Seeger, and it's been Seeger for years. <laughs> all right. What's, no comment. There we go. Very perfect. What's your superstition? I don't have one. Really? I really don't. Mm. Really don't. A guy don't. from Louisiana uh, doesn't have yeah, a superstition. all that Cajun stuff down I there. Used to have, I used to be, uh, used to be superstitious. You have you have a bad game? It really makes you wonder what's the point of these things. So, <laughs> right. uh, you know, there's uh, I, I'm I'm in the bullpen sometimes. I'm starting sometimes. Yeah. I'm doing well sometimes. Sometimes I'm doing poorly. So, what's the what's the point in having these superstitions? Because the routine's going to change too. That's a, it's a fair point. That's All amazing. right, Louisiana, of course, Bourbon Street. You can only have one of these: a hurricane or a grenade. Uh, how about a front 
A fried, oh, a a fried, fried shrimp po' boy. Fried shrimp po' boy. All right. So no hurricane ogre. All right. I like it. And then this is the most important <laughs> question. Being from Louisiana, you love food. I would assume that you are kind of an expert. I, anyone from Louisiana is kind of an expert on food. And you're a baseball player. Ketchup on a hot dog. Yes or no? Uh, to each their own. I, yeah. I'm going to pass on ketchup. Yeah. But, uh, you know, my, my, my bigger beef would be ketchup on a steak. Uh, which my oh, wife uh, shut no. out to Natalie. First of all, um, if someone but, put ketchup on a steak, they should be immediately shot. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'll just take it to there. I'll go there. <laughs> all right. I mean, we're going to take that person, go out in a swamp in Louisiana, and feed them to the Gators. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Uh, you'll have to. You'll have to be the one to break that. I'll do it. Wife. I'll do I'm it for you. Wade, uh, it was right. a pleasure having you on. We'd love to do it again. Uh, great sport. You're off to. A, you're having a great season. Uh, best of luck to you guys uh, in Tampa and the rest of the season. Hopefully, you guys get in the playoffs. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. There Thanks, Wade. Wade LeBlanc, ladies and gentlemen, that was fun. That. Good. You know who's full of it? You know who's really full of it? Raymond Peter Smoke Laval. That's who's full of it. <laughs> Recently removed as head coach at the University of North Florida because he wasn't getting it done there either. God, he had all those guys. He had them right away. He yeah, knew. Yeah. This guy and Richard Rogers, seventh grade math teacher. That jack wagon. Our thanks to Wade LeBlanc, Kelly Monroe, and the Seattle Mariners. Uh, the Mariners back in action tonight, taking on the Tampa Bay. Let's call them the Devil Race. Uh, Marco Gonzalez on the mound uh, tonight. Uh, one earned run, 16 hits over his last 26 innings and four starts. The Mariners, 39 and 23. today. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. All right, I'm going to call a, I got to call a foul on myself. Uh, I, I did not hear Wade in the interview when we were talking about the ketchup on the hot dog mm-hmm. because his cell phone was kind of breaking up a little bit. And I don't I usually don't have my headphones turned up way loud because right. I'm already deaf. That Did he say his wife puts ketchup on a steak? I think did you hear what, that, Jackson? I, I thought that's what he said. I think he said what he really doesn't like is people who put ketchup on a steak. And I think he said, like my wife Well, because someone on the text line said... Hey, Puck, he just said his wife puts ketchup on a steak. Then you said immediately that person should be shot. Yeah. I think you threatened to kill his wife. His, his <laughs> I think wife. I just threatened to kill Wade LeBlanc's wife. Can you reach back out to the Mariners here and um, apologize and apologize to it. Wade? Uh, well, I, we don't it, want his wife to be dead look, or, or anyone to do anything wrong towards his wife because she puts ketchup on a steak. I just didn't hear that. Right. you got to back off on your whole anti-ketchup stance. Dear, I think this no, is getting no, you in no, no, no. Uh, there are principles in life, Gas, yeah. and if you don't want... First of all, a man well, without uh, principles is not a man. Well, here I am. Um, <laughs> you have standards. I do have standards. There are lines you draw in the sand. I do draw lines right? in the sand. Yes, I, I do. Um... <laughs> I think you also, and I hate to make your day worse, I think you also said she should be, not she, but that someone who uses ketchup steak should be fed fed to alligators. But again, I said that under, Uh, I did not hear, check the tape. uh, Dear Kelly Monroe, we would like to apologize. I I will send that out. Can you check the tape, can you you check the tape of that interview and see if he did say his wife puts ketchup on a steak? Well, he said... Now, yeah, he did say you'll have to. Break I don't know that what's worse. 
What? Your wife puts ketchup on a steak or your wife has a burner account and she's giving away all the secrets to your team. <laughs> Either. I don't know, Gas. You can only have one. Which one's worse? I'd go with the whole, uh, uh, what let's was the first a, one again? Uh, let's do a poll question on that one. No, I'm not, I am not. don't do poll questions anymore. I've decided it's a too easy to offend everybody. I'll just stay away from that. I'll we, do that next week We've for got you. a nice gonna, non-offensive poll question I'm gonna, today. I'm going to do that next week for you on a uh, I'm Offended Wednesday. What? Yeah. Uh, we, we haven't even got to our poll question today. I'm sorry. That's fine. Go no, on. we've had a lot going on here, yeah. man. We've been busy. If the NBA season ends tonight, which we all think it's going yeah. to, what uniform will LeBron be wearing in his Ooh. next NBA game? Runaway. Runaway. 52% say the Lakers. Really? He's coming to the West Coast to try and revive what has been a, a pretty below-average franchise the last few years. Yeah, this is not a, this is they're in one of their down periods. And I got to be honest, some people up here may still have the dislike for him because of the Sonics. I think the NBA is more fun when the Lakers are relevant. Oh, yeah, I think that, I like I the think, Lakers to be good. I think that with every um, sport, yeah. I think if it's more fun when the Cowboys are good. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, it's fun when they're bad for a year, maybe. I love the fact that right now you have a pennant race between the Red Sox and the Yankees, and I people get tired of it. That's awesome in the East. Right, that, right. That's fun to watch that go down uh, to the wire. I mean, the one, th- the weird thing with the NBA, because I think you do need this to a certain extent to keep your league running. <clears throat> the weird thing with the NBA has been, A, how dominant San Antonio has been in one of the smallest, most uh, out-of-the-way markets. And, and so, you know. I've never understood. And, and now Golden State's kind of the same thing. They're, they're you know, it, it's, and, and the Knicks, well, meanwhile. The it's the Bay Area. The Knicks have been dreadful for what? 20 years now? Yeah, when's the last good Knicks team? I mean, you'd think that for when that Riley league. Riley was there? For when that league, you know, for that league to be really humming at high level, you'd think, hey, you, you gotta have like the Knicks, the Celtics, yeah. the Lakers have gotta be good. And right now, the Knicks and the Lakers are, are the, yeah. well, the Knicks are terrible. Well, the Lakers mean, I, are bad. I, I think it's just for the atmosphere, too. I mean, to to have games at the Garden. I went to the Garden last year for the very first time. It's unbelievable. And I'm like, I can't believe, one, it took me this long to come here. It's the coolest and arena. It's unbelievable how awesome that place is. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, if I lived there, I probably would go to a game every night. Can, can I throw? It's so awesome. Can I throw out, uh, uh, you know, this, we were talking about our, our, our the people that have fired us up over the years. Here's a story that always gets me fired up because I, I, throw, I, I think it might be the most unique Madison Square Garden events list ever. Here's what I've seen at Madison Square Garden. I've, I, I've, I broadcast a Sonics-Knicks game. Yeah. I broadcast a James Madison-Georgia Tech basketball game. Uh, I did. I, I saw Pearl Jam there. I saw the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show there, and I saw. Uh, I'm, I'm, I saw Mario Lemieux's game scored streak end. I saw the. That's like the wildest Jesus. like group of five things. Well, I you saw could the ever Knicks beat with. the Jazz. Well, that's good. You saw Locke. You saw Locke take Porzingis a loss. Porzingis scored uh, thirty-eight. Yeah. All right. Let's check the tape. Here's what I think. I may have said Wade LeBlanc. We asked about ketchup on a hot dog. Uh, he said, to each their own, I wouldn't do it. Then he said, what I really have a problem with is people that put ketchup on a steak. And then his phone kind of broke up a little bit. I said, those people should be shot and fed to the gators. I think he may have said, my wife puts ketchup on a steak, too. You know, my my, my bigger beef would be ketchup on a steak, uh, which my oh, wife does shut up to Natalie. First of all, um, if someone but, put ketchup on a steak, okay, they should I, be immediately shot. Okay, all right, we can bury that part. Okay, I heard it, <laughs> but I was kind of talking yeah, over him yeah. when he said it. 
And so he did say his wife does it, and shout out to Natalie. I think you should send Wade a text during the break saying, look, I didn't really mean this. We were in the world. I have his number, so we have his number. Let's give it out on the air, and everybody can text (laughs) him and say, we're really sorry the puck is such (laughs) a sensitive goal. That's actually a great idea. What's the number? Uh, (laughs) Let's put that out. Let's make this, uh, let's do even better for this Let's make it right to Wade, okay? (laughs) Let's make it right. Yeah. 25 bucks to Jimmy Max. (laughs) (laughs) To Wade? Why hey, not? Wade, how about $25? Hey, who won our hockey pool? We, ne- we never, oh, ever updated anybody on the hockey pool. Oh, it's in my desk. It's okay, let him, update, bucks. let him update it. Find it at your desk. We got to take it. We got we have uh, Neil Scott's got headlines for you coming up top of the hour. Then we will uh, dive into the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, we'll talk more about the poll question today. Also, an interesting story about the TV numbers, more on the M's. Neil Scott, Pros Pro, headlines in five minutes.